friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. If you don't know, we are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. Today, Jen, we are talking about the blacksmith job quest through level 50. Yeah, we're doing some smithing. It's an 11-step Easter egg for 1.0 players. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, at least there is a point. (laughs) It's good to know. Very little story here, folks. How was your first time leveling blacksmith? It was pretty uh, pretty chill. Guild master is pretty chill. And leveling it was not uh, as hard as I thought it was going to be. It was pretty, pretty great. Having GC turn-ins unlocked made that a lot easier, but it was nice, you know, made some ingots. I used GC turn-ins as well to great effect. It's a fantastic system for these low leveling of the Disciples of the Hand slash Land quests. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just shoots you right up there. So since I'm leveling all the crafters over again on my podcast alt shoe, what I am doing with these crafting quest episodes is I will kind of round out my quest crafting and grand company turn in crafting with making equipment for the other disciples of the land slash hand. So then when I move on to the next quest i have then that tool available to me to make it that much easier nice so now that i've got blacksmith done i've made a set of tools for the gathering classes down the road too look at you yeah planning ahead of course and also between that and quick synthing piles of ingots and then the gc turn-ins there was no need to either grind out recipes or to use leaves for xp I did have to do some some leave stuff, but other than that, no, it was great. I it's been it's been like a year and a half, and I had never touched blacksmith at all, like starting from fucking zero. Well, congrats! So, <laughs> way to pop your smith cherry. Delightful. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fine. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you you refuse to be like spicy, quote unquote, on air. Like person, it's okay. I am spicy all the time on air. You're not wrong. So that's just a very vulgar saying. It was pretty vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, this is rated M for mature, everybody. It is correct. Uh, anyway, so so blacksmith. There's not a lot to talk about, frankly. Um, each each section of this uh, job quest line, you know, five, ten, fifteen is just kind of its own little mini story. There isn't really any continuity whatsoever. I don't fully agree with you. Of course you don't. That there's no continuity, but it is lacking for sure compared to the other ones we've done so far. Oh, I mean, like this compared to Weaver? Like, shut up. So like, before we lose all of our listeners, before we even begin the episode, let's <laughs> get into it. Turn it off now. It sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there is some content, and and to be honest, I was expecting it. Uh, I was expecting the story to end a certain way, and I was really nervous about it because I thought it was going to be um, drama, but it didn't. So we'll talk about that when we get there. So the mundane stuff first. Blacksmith is the profession that crafts your handheld items. They don't make anything for the most part that does not go in your main or offhand. 
So you got your swords and your hammers and to an extent, uh, many other tools for both the disciples of war and also disciples of the hand slash land. They do not make things that are primarily wood, like spears and bows. Those are for carpenter. And um, the the magic tools like the tomes and the like the planish, or the oh the um, the planish spheres yeah. and so on. Those are made by alchemists and goldsmith and so on. Yeah. But the the heavy duty, manly, rugged tools. tools those are all made by armaments. the blacksmith. Yeah. 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 The blacksmith's guild is found in Limsa Lamensa which is appropriate with all the shipbuilding and also all the cutlasses that they need <laughs> because the pirates keep losing their cutlasses. Where's me cutlass? It's right here, sir, in the blacksmith's guild. <laughs> <laughs> the guild has a bit of a dark past, though. The secrets of the guild's rust-resistant metallurgy came from the local kobolds from whom they forcibly extracted its secrets. And then the guild was founded to keep those secrets inside Limsa to make sure that Gridania or Ulda couldn't steal them and they were forced to buy the Limson goods in order to gain, you know, oh, in order yeah. to employ metal with these properties. You gotta have your trade secrets. Yep. But under Limsa's new leadership, though, with Merylvib opening up its borders and also the spirit of togetherness, they are now accepting applicants from the other cities and also random ass adventurers like us. Yay! So let's get down to it then, Jen. Uh, we head over to the Blacksmith's Guild, which shares its headquarters with the Armorer's Guild. They are separate jobs, though, with their own quest lines, even though they're kind of the same organization. Yes, they just kind of focus on making different things. Yes. So the uh, the base materials are going to be, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, so leveling both at the same time makes sense. But uh, so question, do you got iron in your veins? Yes, but we haven't met the guildmaster yet. Do you got iron in your veins? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I totally fucked you up. You did. Yeah. It's also worth noting, though, that the guild is a pain in the ass to get to because the nearest <sighs> Aetherite is at the Aft Castle, which is near the um, the Drowning Wench. And you've got to hoof it for every single guild turn in across the massive open plaza on top of one of those spires from the Aetherite over to the guild, which is in its own little corner spire. Yeah. And it's... look forward to that again for Armored. I mean, that, that's, that's a tough one, you know? It's not quite far enough away to need its own etherite, but fuck, I wish there was an etherite there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, at least a, you know, one sprint will get you there, but... Do you want to ask your question now, Jen? Do you got iron in your veins? I do, Jen. Yes! At least I do now after touching all this metal. Yeah! You're, you're probably inhaling it too, to yes. some degree. Yes, oh, for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And once we pass the guild intro question, we can then meet the guild master, who is Berthael Spade. Uh, Berthael, yeah. Okay. Um, you can call him... Uh, I've, I've, I've truncated his name down to, to Bree as I've taken my notes, so I just call him Bree. Berthael Spade, or Bree as Jen will call him. Yeah who wears a very low-cut apron that's showing off a lot of upper chest. A lot of peck. And biceps. Some nice peckage. Yep. He is very cute. He's very cute. He's also very chipper and welcoming. He's probably the most friendly of the guild masters. Which immediately makes me think he's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just so casual. I'm like, man, I could give you, I could turn in anything and you're gonna be like, this is pretty good. 
Yeah, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, he's, he, nice. he's like, you know, welcome. Just give it a try and we'll see what happens. Yep, he's just like, you know, give it a... He's not very discerning. <laughs> he's just happy to have you. So, Jin... Which is cute. Will you swing a hammer for old Brithiel? I sure will. Great. And then we soon learn his main trait, which is that he's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> that comes up quite a bit. So every he, single uh, quest step, at least. Yes, he's uh, you know. Oh, by the way, I go to the wench and I drown me sorrows. He doesn't. He doesn't talk like a pirate. I don't know why I do that. Drown my sorrows. Yeah. So he's he's at the wench a lot. Um, apparently be, the, the the guild doesn't do a ton of business, so he's maybe a little depressed <laughs> because of that. All that's about to change, though. Well, he's not a very good smith, and we can tell this because he can't even craft like a level 15 hammer, as we'll learn soon enough. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to pound out a new legend, but first we'll start small with our very first cross-peen hammer. Classic. Brithiel's going to wax poetic about the hammer for a bit. It'll never betray or leave us like his ex-wife. <laughs> it's our only friend. <laughs> this poor man. So immediately I'm like, all right, so the arc in this job quest line is going to be him. I don't know. He's going to find a new love and a new purpose and re... No. <laughs> uh, he does... Spoilers. He d- well, he does change... His attitude changes a little bit for the better, but yeah, no, spoilers. Uh, it's not about him. He says, though, we should just learn by doing, which I appreciate... So we pound out a bronze ingot, copper and tin together. They fire elemental shard to do the melting. Yeah. It'll get them hotter than a flame kissed whore's crotch. Oh, I, what? Is that what? That's a quote. Shut up. How did I miss that? How did you miss that? Maybe. Yikes. uh, Unless he revises his dialogue for the ladies, then. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Or, I don't know, maybe hearing it come out of your mouth. Makes it sound that much worse. <laughs> Brithiel is impressed by this thing. It's looking sharp when we just might be a natural. But talent only goes so far. It takes hard work to excel. You don't say. So I went out and like quick synthed 50 bronze ingots. Bam. Making sure I was set for the coming future. That's a great idea. Just yes. Yes. And now it's hammer time. Wow, that happened a lot earlier than I thought. Actually, no. No, it happened at the appropriate time, I think. Yeah, it's hammer time. <laughs> yes. Legitimately, it's hammer time. Okay. Uh, we make hammers. Right. So this is what, level five, right? Yep. Yeah, we make three three of uh, three of our own crossbeam hammers. Oh, no. First, when we return after having practice, Brithiel was drowning his sorrows in the drowning wench preemptively in case we didn't come back. Oh, this poor man. He was afraid that we were a one-hit wonder, then we'd mm. wander off. So he's like, well, there goes that guy. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's probably struggling with some abandonment issues, considering his ex-wife and all. Ugh, it's rough, buddy. No, but we, we, we are back. We are committed. We're doing this thing. We make the hammers and then huzzah. And then we receive our offhand tool, the file. Sure. We also get our reminder that we don't have to buy the materials. We can become a miner and mine them ourselves. Right. Or we can also go and grind cobblins until they drop ore. Like, that's a good idea. Sure. It's the same same speech every guildmaster gives us yep. when we hit this, hit this point. 
So talking to talking to bro again. When I say bro, I mean Bree. He's he's making multiple attempts at some adorable nautical and or blacksmithing um, metaphors, but um, they they don't pan out. So he gives us and he, he gives us he gives up and tells us to make a bunch of bronze rivets. Yeah, Jen, we mustn't try to make the journey in a dinghy. <laughs> I got nothing. Okay, as does he. <laughs> tries he starts and stops and starts and stops he's he, he's not he doesn't have the eloquence of merle vib for example for these metaphors you see jen it's like a baseball and a catcher's mitt got one that's round and one that's got a round crevice nice and if nailed you it try to put something else in the crevice you're gonna it's not gonna fit <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna air the fuck out of your game um, so we're going to make, yeah, like a pile of bronze rivets and he lectures us about the importance of rivets. All right. If your hammer is bad, who gives a fuck? But if your rivets are bad, uh, then, you know, bugger all. So don't just shit out rivets. Take care. Um, so we shit out some rivets. Gross. It's called quicksynth. I wonder if there's a mod where you can change quicksynth into just shit out. I'm going to shit out a bunch Jen, of don't break memoirs. the E-U-L-A. Oh, I would never. I would never. I Pure vanilla goodness over here. I have a an intact Final Fantasy XIV hymen. God damn it. <laughs> you started it. Let's carry, let's carry you on You made it uncomfortable. It. Did I? <laughs> so we return later. Prithiel. Okay, so here every time I typed his name into my notes, it corrected it to brothel. And here's a place where I missed the autocorrect. So it says brothel is griping about. <laughs> the brothel is super stressed. Yes, it is. He's so stressed out right now. Because the man's making him work and he has to bring in money for the guild's business front, Naldik and Vemelis. Mm-hmm. His boss, Hananza, who is the armorer's guild master, well, we've met her in the MSQ and we'll meet her as well for the armorer's quests, of course. Mm-hmm. She wants him to make some products for the Gordanian market. But to figure out what to make, they're bringing in Phazar. Phazar. He's not a pirate, Jen. Maybe he used to be. So these guys apparently have a little bit of a past, a little bit of a history, because they just kind of hate each other. As Brithiel would sooner bash me teeth in than talk to him. <laughs> yeah, they have. And I, I think... The issue comes from, I think, their um, incongruous work ethics. So, Phazar probably doesn't respect Brithael because he's a little... He seems kind of like a layabout. Um, and I think maybe ever since his wife left him, he's just kind of given up. Um, and Phazar, on the other hand, is a very ambitious um, entrepreneur as a, as a merchant. And he is ready. He has a very discerning eye. So, I was like, all right. This is this is our actual mentor here. Nope. No. <laughs> um, but he he kind of acts like it, really. So we're gonna go talk to this guy. Phasar is like the salesperson for the blacksmiths guild. He's the one that goes out and gets new clients, and he's like, "Here, let's push these products in these markets. It'll be a real sweet deal." Yes, um, but only the finest. You know, he's not. He's not selling selling bullshit, you know. This is his reputation as well. Yep, he is a um, a sea wolf rogaden with a cute tunic on 
that orange <laughs> with the little brown arrow pattern. Yeah. He does not open up cute, though. He dumps on Brithael immediately upon our meeting him outside the guild. Oh, yeah, right away. Backhanded comment. We are obviously dumb, too, because we work with Brithael, and only idiots would work with this guy. Yeah, and also, even if we were good, Brithael will sneak his his bullshit into our operation as a person, and will become ne'er-do-well layabouts, too. It's interesting that he changes his tone about us. You might recall, um, like, from the monk quest, for instance... Where Professor Eric was dumping on us nonstop the entire quest line. Yeah. But Phazar, though, he's like, this guy must suck because he works with Brithael. But then once he starts working with us, he's like, oh, you're pretty cool. All right. And then he changes his tune too. okay, so why do you hang out with this asshole? Right. If you're so good. Right. Yeah. You deserve better than this guy. Um, And he's not wrong, but there's still hope for Brithael, you know? Yes. He's, he's hurting. Um, I think he just needs a little um, a little success in his life, and we're going to help him out with that. Phazar is like these Gradanians. They got wood and leather in spades, but steel, they don't got it. They don't got it. So why don't you make some bronze samples? Convenient because we can only work in bronze right now, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. They don't have bronze there either, so... All good. Right. And, and it's partly due. Well, so there's it's post calamity. So there's rebuilding galore. And Gridania has like insulated themselves even more, which makes it so that I mean, they can't they can't make all the things. So, OK, so we make some samples because he wants to make sure that our work is up to snuff before he puts his name on this shit. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we make the stuff. I don't remember what we're making. But... It's a, a spatha um, and then a labrus. That's right. OK. Um, and he looks at these things and he's like, damn, shit is gr- this is really good. I, I'll have no problem selling this stuff. We, we may have saved Bree's job. We may have saved the guild. I don't think the guild is in danger so much as just no. not making enough money. Right. And I mean, Hananza obviously is, she's right fucking there. And the difference, I think, in her workload and Bree's workload, she's probably seeing a little disparity there, Yep. to be fair. So later on, we hear that our samples were well received, but who cares about business? We've got smithing to do. Yeah, we're here to smith. We're going to make a materia-enhanced cross-peen hammer. Brithiel says that we've got to either hit the market board or go mining to get iron since the blacksmithing guild supplier doesn't stock it. But the armorer's guild does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Um, and it's they're kind of on like slightly different tiers, too. So if you can't find the shit that you need from the blacksmith guild supplier then the armor guild supplier will probably have it yep and they're, they just stand right next to one another it's they're just like fuck it whatever it's yep. fine it's dirt cheap so oh yeah they, that carried me through quite a few levels yep really it was great and also i think um like the alchemist guild supplier also like secretly carries a whole bunch of mats that you can't easily find. So if you're at a loss, go to the Alchemist Guild Supplier. They've got all sorts of random shit. Anyway, he is, uh, you know, once again, very impressed with this hammer that we have made. You know, he wishes that we were the one to make his tools. I'm like, bro, you should be at a level where you're making your own tools and you're happy with them. Right. 
this this is what tells me that he is an actual chump because this level is not this hammer is not high level no but he's like i wish i had this kind of hammer i love this kind of hammer yeah which like I, all right you know maybe as a guild master ugh, i hate the saying but those who can't do teach <laughs> um those who can't do tell you to do it for them i guess but you know he he is certainly he's rooting for us for one but we're still early, so early on in this quest line that I'm I'm thinking where the the other shoe is going to drop with this guy. Well, this is normally in the other crafting quests where it's still a bunch of kind of random tutorial stuff, and then it gets going around level twenty to thirty, roughly. Yeah, it could just be the normal slow start, but this is kind of it in a way. This is confirming that my initial impression that the quest is going to be about him, maybe like. You know, through us, he will be inspired to actually work harder or make better stuff or change his techniques, something. Maybe that does happen, but it's not explicitly spelled out in the in the quest line. Um, so I was like, okay, all right. So this guy, is, he's going to get fired, right? Like, he's just, he doesn't know how to make a hammer. Next up, he gets philosophical, as some smiths may be content to make a living selling cheap tools, but not us. We won't be satisfied until we're the best. Right? If we don't have any motivation, our customers look elsewhere. People badmouth us, and our wife leaves us and runs off with a merchant. <laughs> yes, this is very relevant to us and not to him. Oh, well, of course. He's so he's, you know, there's a little autobiographical monologue here. Um, so and- here, Jen, I thought that his wife had run off with Phasar. Phasar, sure. But I think it's just because Phaser's a merchant. Yeah. So now he's seeing just, you know, merchants, you know, well, in another, philandering motherfuckers. In another quest line, every, every single quest is very kind of small world mm-hmm. in that the characters are in a very close-knit social loop. Oh, sure. So in another quest line, it would have been Phasar because he's the only other merchant we've met so far. Right. But no, this is just a thread that gets dropped entirely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, though, we got to impress some more Gredanians. This time with a high-quality steel ingot. Ooh. Um, so these take iron ore and bomb ash to forge. Definitely a market board thing for the non-miners. For the um, bomb ash. Yeah. We could either take the effort to make one high-quality ingot or do what I do, which is like quick synth 50 plus for the future crafting tasks. Yeah, and then just you know pick and choose the high-quality yep, ones. Yeah, you'll get one. Yeah, yeah. If you're making 50, you're probably going to get at least four. Yeah. Um, And that's, yeah, that's a great way in the early levels to just kind of front load and uh, it's good shit. We turn the ingot into Phasar because again, he, he's the discerning one. And at this point I'm like, okay, this is where we realize Phasar is our actual, you know, mentor by proxy. Um, Like, that's, that's fine with me. And he's, he says, he's impressed with our work in spite of our whore son mentor. Like, okay, all right. That's, thank you for the compliment. This is this is interesting because he he asks like how did you get the bomb ash and the assumption is that we killed some <laughs> bombs to do it so he is horrified to learn that uh, we killed Voidscent to acquire the bomb ash and fuck that seems really dangerous maybe just buy it next time that's what I did this time that <laughs> I am an adventurer so I understand your assumption so next up our star is rising. And we've been asked for by name by a client in Costa del Sol. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gegaruju, the yeah. Lalafell asshole that runs the whole resort. He's not really an asshole. He's he's 
he's uh he's eccentric <laughs> mm, i'm gonna go with my term but okay you carry your opinion i mean we we have the uldan guy the one of the monetarists lolorito okay lolorito he's an asshole gagaruju they can both be they can but i mean it's it's like a spectrum you know if i'm saying lolorito is an <laughs> asshole and gagaruju is an asshole I'm like i don't want to equate the two because they are different Gagaruju is just chilling out there in Costa del Sol, getting his little dances going with the fans and the wine and the eel pie or whatever it is that he fucking likes. Um, kind of just keeping to himself, doing his shit, and you know, being like kind of a pompous ass, but in a like I got flip flops on sort of way. And Lola Rito is like he is like evil. He's an evil asshole. Okay, so we got banking exec and tech exec. Kinda, yeah. One is definitely more approachable than the other, you know? Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, it's not some big wig in Costa del Sol. Yep. We have to talk to Fazar once again because uh, it was him that made the connection. And the commissioner's assistant meets us in the guild. And she's this super hot Hellsguard female Rogaden. Um, and she's got that, like, super deep, like, olive gray skin. And these her, her eyes are so light. They look like they're glowing in contrast. I'm like, whoo! It's looking... Looking intense. So the gentleman who has commissioned us has generational wealth. <laughs> um, and he has some spectacular gardens. And the gardens for which he is famous have been kept up by their groundskeeper, their faithful groundskeeper that's worked for them for, I think, decades at this time? That this? No, no, no. Uh, has served the family since he was a kid. So decades. Same yeah. difference, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as... as Thanks for this groundkeeper. We're going to make him a perfect plumed hatchet. So this is played straight in the game, but a gift for your lifelong service is a tool to help you work more. Right. It's a bit I, cynical. I, I initially thought that it was like a retirement gift and then it was, but it, that's still fucked up. Enjoy your retirement. Here's something to remind you of your, all of your years of toil. But no, it's, it's meant for him to work use. harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully it makes his work easier. That's all I can say. It probably will. So this is a plumed iron hatchet, and it is magnificent. We are a veritable prodigy. And it's a shame, says the contact Kuzweb, that it has to be used for gardening and its perfection will be blemished. Yes. I mean, honestly, this this hatchet, it made her feel feelings. She was just overwhelmed by the craftsmanship. So she's probably in the right job, you know. And she says, Sasha, she says, you know, it's a shame that it's going to be put to, you know, grunt work, essentially. But, you know, mayhap, as the blade dulls and the grip wears, it will gain a different sort of beauty. Oh, yes. The patina of hard work and passion. The symbol of one's life's work. Bravo. Kusvib. Yes, I agree. And Fazar is also pleased. <laughs> Very. Yep. I mean, we should we should be proud. Fazar, after he checks our work, he's like, well, you should probably go check in with your quote unquote mentor that doesn't deserve us. And he says, you can tell him I said that. So we go and we tell him he said that and Bree gets pretty indignant and he's like, nobody's better in Smithen than me, that fucking sod. And he 
takes this opportunity to reiterate, like, from the moment he met us, he could see a special fire burning within us, something that told him we weren't doing it for the fortune and glory, but for the sake of making something good. And at least on that one note, he and Fazar are in agreement. Um, but this started, I started to change my opinion of Bree on this. Not like, like, it's not like I hate the guy, but, you know, as a guild master, I'm like, eh, he's not holding up his, you know, he's not pulling his weight, I guess. Not an impressive guild master. Uh, but here, at least it shows he does have a, a talent for talent. Um, at least he has the ability to encourage and, you know, facilitate that growth. And whether it's so if it's, you know, facilitating that growth through Phazar or whoever else, then, it, you know, at least he's making that happen. Um, and he sees the potential. He sees the, you know, desire in people's hearts, and which is why it's so devastating to him when people don't follow through. Anyway, so I, I just liked that that moment. Next up, Brithael has over-imbibed again, and at a bad time, as Phazar is on his back. We learn now that Phazar is involved with the Colosseum in Uldah. Brithael says that Phazar throws gold at fighters, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he's sponsoring people in the Colosseum. Yeah. Like he finds people and he buys a share of their winnings or something like that right however that and he works kind of loads them up with equipment and yeah so he, he invests in them a, yep. a bit um, like racehorses i guess so he wants us to make a steel bouge for one of his favored fighters we do so and turn it in it's a job well done it will cleave many in arak's neck yes it will just sad but yes <laughs> we've done that too jen i know but they were evil <laughs> Our reputation is growing, and the other smiths in the guild want us to make them tools too. But we're on a tight schedule, and the best we can do is we can make them an example of a fine hammer for them to hopefully imitate and make themselves. Right. We're going to make a wrapped crow's beak hammer. This is one of the tools that requires two subsequent crafts. We have to make a steel hammer first, and then we have to take that and then turn it into the wrapped crow's beak hammer. So we do, and it's almost too perfect to show off, but hopefully it'll put those other smiths to shame. <laughs> so Prithail is like, God damn, this is a good hammer. I we're gonna show we're gonna show the other smithies and they're gonna know how it's done. Maybe it's so good that it will discourage them and they'll give up knowing they will never achieve this level of perfection. Ah, fuck it, we'll show them anyway. <laughs> so we come back later and Prithail is in good spirits. We are single-handedly bringing in a lot of new business. Yay! And he's even getting along-ish with Phazar. They went to the winch and they shared some beers. So there's that arc closed. Look at that. Well, yeah, there goes that. <laughs> Dunzo. It sounds like the um, Rogaden has a gladiator that he's into and he wants a gift for her. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is the story. Jin, this is level 45. This is the story. This is it. Better late than never, right? Okay. This is good. This is it. This, this is, is this a is story. It. He is sweet on this gladiator, and somehow this is all going to come crashing down or something. Okay, so. This is the keen insight into Jin's desperate grasping for continuity. Just, like, give me some. When the sylphs are like, all right, go and pick up herbs out the fourth floor. Jin's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> These herbs are going to be so fucking rare. I'm going to find an awesome-ass sylph out in the forest. Yeah. Here yeah. it comes. Obviously, this is very important to sylph culture, and I to be just... Just to have a hand in this really is quite the privilege. <laughs> I'm just imbuing all sorts of meaning in something that has no meaning, which is what I'm fucking doing here. So 
he he so Faye Fazar admits to being sweet on this female gladiator and he he wants us to make a suite of weapons for her and oh, her name is Muriel and she is a portrait for grace and beauty amid the carnage of war like oh, okay he's got it bad she is an artist and she demands tools commensurate with her technique oh gosh yes no the the language the flowery language about Muriel goes goes on but i I plucked that one out because i think it was the juxtaposition of grace and beauty and then like blood in the sand so yes a high quality uh pair of cobalt knuckles a cobalt shamshir and i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly you are and a buccaneer's bardish bardish so this this guy is spending money on this woman well we're not getting paid no 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 we're not but he is spending money on this woman we hand them over and he gets turned on just looking at these weapons. <laughs> the Bardiche, a brutish base weapon, but there's no weapon her feminine touch cannot civilize. Amazing. The Shamshir, the seductive curvature of the blade. <clears throat> so let we leave him alone with himself for a while. Yeah. We, we take the weapons down to her ourselves. She is uh, hanging out on the Astalicia, which is the, um, the big, uh, is it a galleon? Some some big pirate vessel um, out near the fisherman's wharf. And if you've done the little uh, Limsa Lominsa dance emote quest, you have been on this ship before. You had to go and I think figure out where a barrel of ale went or at least get payment for it. And is it the is it the it's the bloody executioners, isn't it? I think so. So you, when you do the side quest, I'm just going to tell it now because it's on the same ship. So when you do that side quest, um, so every every starting city-state will have its own little side quest where you get a special little dance emote. So this is Limsa's. And you will find some of these bloody executioners super drunk and dancing on the, on the upper deck. Apparently they stole the barrel of ale. And the captain finds out, and he's super pissed at them. Um, but before he gets super pissed, they're doing, like, a dance war. <laughs> they're just, like, dancing at each other. Um, and it's really cute. So we go back this, so we go back to that same ship where all these shenanigans are occurring. And as I'm walking up, I'm on the pier, walking up towards the ship. And then I see a man who's almost naked. being like He's, like, strung out on something. I don't know if it's, if it's a mizzen mast or whatever sort of thing. It's just, they've They've... tied him up and they've dangled him off the side of the ship i don't know if that's always been there it must have always been there because you walk up to the top and there's a group of pirates like yelling at him like where'd you hide the loot and uh you know oh those ropes slipping oh and yeah that's the first time i've noticed this guy hanging there anyway we give the goods to muriel (laughs) and i'm curious jen does she also get horny on you too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Phasar is getting horny for one reason and she's getting horny for a different reason. We present her with the thing and she's like, oh, so, you know, the old guy is a man of his word. Oh, okay. So the feeling isn't really mutual. <laughs> and she appreciates that he is a man of his word, but I do prefer a woman of action. Wink, wink. And while... Phasar has, this is Muriel talking, uh, while Phasar has an eye for finer things, I am more interested in the hands that craft it. Gladiator and a blacksmith make quite a pair, do we not? I mean, she is beautiful. She is very striking, very petite for a gladiator. And she continues. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel like, 
Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay, so now thi- no, this is the story. This is the story. Phasar is going to find out that she's she's hot for us now. And he's going to get real jealous and like shitty because now whatever. Okay, anyway. So Mural continues. No, that in the heat of battle, as I clutch them tightly in my hands, my thoughts will be of you. Fuck. Okay, so when I report back to Phaser, obviously I'm leaving all of that out. And I pray to God he doesn't find any of that out either. So I'm feeling very uncomfortable. Because um, now I feel like I'm caught in between this whole scenario. And, uh... uh okay. So I'm convinced now that this is the story. This is it. Okay? It's not gambling debts. It's not uh, whatever the fuck else I said. So I'm convinced now that the next quest... Phazar is going to be really mad at us and he's going to lay some kind of trap or get us into a situation where we're going to feel we're, like we're going to get ambushed or, or something. And it's, I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Is your emotional investment. <sighs> <laughs> yes. For like the third time the rug will be pulled out from underneath me. So, no, she leaves and we never hear from her again. Nope. That's it. Nope. Phasar's fine. We're back at the guild and everyone wants our wares now. Oh, yeah. Brithil is keeping the riffraff at bay, but there is one esteemed commission that he's letting through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, of course, is coming in through Phasar. So we learn from him that a former champion of the Coliseum wants our services. This is a private commission. So she wants us to meet her on the lower platform around the Drowning Winch. This whole time, I'm side-eyeing Phazar. I'm like, what sort of bullshit are you setting me up for, man? Am I going to meet this quote-unquote client and it's going to be you and you're going to try to slice me because I, 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 I took the attention of Muriel away from you? So we head to this meetup and this lower platform has no purpose whatsoever. Except for this. The, the spire that contains the Drowning Winch and the airship spire... And the um, bulwark hall. It's the the main central like stone yeah. structure in the center of Limsa. On the middle tier, there is a ring of like a wooden uh, kind of walkway around it's it. It's a cantilevered platform around the outside. Thank you. But there is a ramp for some reason going down to a lower platform, maybe 15 feet below it. And this has no purpose whatsoever. Nope. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't lead to anything. It's just... It's like the, the place where crimes happen. I've been on this platform before, and I remember it was my first playthrough. It was either, I don't know if it was like a, a uh, like a crafting quest or part of the MSQ, but there's like a dude down there that you have to talk to. And I spent, I had to go to the internet to figure out where, how the fuck to get down there because you're walking along the platform and it just kind of goes around. But there's this tiny little like divot and until you're right up on it, it looks like straight up, it's just a hole into nothing. Like if you... Like you will just walk off the platform and into the sea, mm-hmm. but it's a ramp and the ramp goes down and then, and your dude's standing there. And then, and then there's another platform that goes around just underneath the other one. We God. were also here for the rogue quest to disarm the bombs. And there oh, are yeah. NPCs here that are permanently doing like back alley deals. Right. This place has like a name, like backstab alley to the locals <laughs> because- <laughs> There's no reason to go here except to do crimes <laughs> to, or get crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really have a lot of alleys in Limsa just because of the way the city is structured. So they like made one. There we go. 
Like, we know shit's <laughs> going to happen. We'll just make an alley. So we meet the, the contact here. This is a red-haired Mikote with mirrored shades on. Yeah, she's got the... Um, I don't know what they're called. She's got the... Uh, who's, that, who's the guy in Uldal that we first meet? That's um, Ringo. What's his actual name? It's not Wyatt. It's a W name, yeah. Uh, Wango. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like Wingo glasses, but they're red. <laughs> It'll come back to me at some point later on. I... Yeah. Anyway, but those red glasses, I have those in my on my Summoner Glam. They're pretty sweet. They're pretty sweet. Wymond. Wymond. All right. So we are now in Backstabber Alley. Uh, we come across the well-traveled Mikote. This is what she's called. We don't have her name yet. And she's got um, a short haircut, but it's kind of like a shaggy short shaggy bob and a really like intense red deep red um she's got the glasses on and a long green robe with um some like intense like leather gloves and so she looks pretty impressive and i'm like okay so this is the woman that phasar hired to cut me down because of my situation with muriel i'm still waiting for it i'm still fucking waiting for it i'm, I'm just like <gasps> um but no uh <laughs> She asks us to craft a sword for a storied Colosseum champ, or rather a former champ who wants to get back in the saddle of Colosseum championing. His name? The Bronze Bull. Have you heard of him? You haven't? Well, that makes sense. He's not doing that great. So he has been struggling in his comeback attempt. However, this Mikote has observed him and she's like his weapons suck the weapons are pulling this man down i know what he's capable of so let's get him something that can help him in his you know comeback uh so we are to make a a cobalt winglet with savage aim materia grade three so we make the thing and we hand it over and the client the mikote wants to stay out of sight so when, when we deliver it. We hand over the sword to Phazar and the bronze bull rolls up. This is a Hellsguard Rogaden with like a welder's face mask. And he's apparently not been informed of this arrangement. Yeah. Did you ask for me, Phazar? And Phazar says, no, a mysterious sponsor mm -hmm. has requested this for you. And he shows off the sword. The bronze bull picks it up. This blade I have not seen is equal. And then he pulls out his other sword to compare which is notably dingier mm -hmm. and I think shorter too yep. than the winglet. Meanwhile, we see the Mikote spying from around the corner. Once Phazar says, our mysterious client, she didn't want to be known. Then the bronze bull is like, oh, I know who it I is. I know who this is. And also, so it's, you know, it's a sh she's a she. And she also wanted to pass along this message. And maybe it'll remind you of the olden days. The way of the sword is such that all who walk it become lost. And that's what does it for him. He's like, ah, okay, I know who this person is. And I assume that she died in the calamity. He should have known better than to think that the hellfire phoenix would die so easily. Mm -hmm. He plants his old sword in the ground and then swings the new one, cutting the old one in half. This is such a cool moment. So he takes his old sword and... And just bam right into the deck and then shing 
and then it just is right in half. Take that, trash sword. Fucking awesome. The Mikote nods and slinks off to inside the guild where we meet her in a moment to Mm -hmm. check in. Just to check in. Yep. And this is where we learn that she said she would never again take up the sword or spear for sport. Right. And that's that. We say goodbye to Brithiel, and he's still drunk, but now he's a happy drunk. Well, what he says... Oh, also, the bronze bull's real name is Grenfar. And so we check in with Brithiel and, you know, oh, wow, it's been quite a journey, huh? And if, you know, it weren't for you showing up, uh, I'd be another workless drunk drowning my sorrows at the wench. But instead, I'm a sloppy drunk cheering my successes at the wench. Huzzah! We've helped to turn the guild's fortunes around and we're a great smith. The end. Woo! The end. That's it. So what is this Easter egg? (laughs) It feels like it's relying on this reveal to give it meaning because compared to the other crafting quests we've seen so far, the story arc is a flat line. (laughs) Yeah. So first off, the lady, the mysterious Mikote or the Hellfire Phoenix, her real name is Jamoldva, the bronze bull named Grainfar. These were gladiators back before the Calamity. Jamoldva was notable for being the first Alamegan to fight in Uldah's Coliseum. Wow. And Grainfar was one of the Uldan conspirators that orchestrated the Gubu rampage that killed Minvilia's father. Oh, wow. So they were both in a championship match against one another when the crowd started to get very rowdy. And Jamoldva sacrificed her chance at the champion title to do crowd management, but she was grievously injured in the attempt. And that's when she swore to never again take up the sport, probably because she realized that she cared more about human welfare than about like winning in this blood match. But Grenfar had to carry her all the way to Gridania to be healed because she was so badly injured. Wow. And once she recovered, then she became a wood whaler in Gridania. Oh, wow, no way. And that was in the 1.0 days. So I'm sure that the OG players were like, oh my god, it's these people again, they're back. But for the vast majority of players who will see this quest, it's kind of like a, a what the fuck moment. Definitely. I mean, I felt that there's there's definitely something going on here. You can pick that up very clearly. But Unless you did 1.0, it, it means nothing. Though, I mean, still, you didn't need to know that. It was like you could still feel that there was a relationship there. And, you know, that's so that was still something. But Jesus, fuck. So that's that, Jen. Any other comments? Nope. Nope. I had my heart broken like three or four times in this quest and uh, I'll, I'll be fine. Well, here's hoping next one has more continuity. Give me... Give me some. I did not recall anything whatsoever about this quest. It was a complete blank slate. And well, I mean, everything... it makes sense. There's nothing for you <laughs> except the drunk guildmaster. There Can't it is. Win them all. <laughs> Next time, we will be resuming the main story quest. We're going to spend some time with the Alamegans playing through the quest. Come highly recommended.
All right, that'll do it for this episode of Pod Return to the Waking Sands. Super appreciate you guys listening. If you want to drop us a line for any reason whatsoever, uh, you can reach us by email at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com um, or you can tweet at us at podreturn. And uh, with that, we really hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time.